You're listening to the Live Free Now podcast, bringing you the news, views, tips, and tools you can use to live a free, prosperous, and healthy life. Find us online at livefreenow.show. And now your host, John Bush. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Live Free Now show, bringing you the news, views, tips, and tools you can use to live a free, prosperous, and healthy life. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. This is an emergency broadcast of the program. We are going to be talking about some really, really important stuff today, specifically how cryptocurrency can help circumvent currency controls, how cryptocurrency can help free people to support one another, to continue doing business as usual, and to ultimately subvert the authoritarian technocratic regime we see spreading rapidly all across the globe. I'm going to share a lot of material with you guys. I'm hoping that we don't uh, lose our transmission here on uh, Facebook. We are, somebody just reported that we're not streaming on Odyssey. Let me know if you guys can see us on Odyssey. I'm going to go check it out myself. Well, I'm going to take some questions from the comments as well. And the goal here is to show you guys uh, about cryptocurrency. Um, and there's a lot of reports coming out of Canada. There's a lot of problems coming out of Canada about people getting their cryptocurrency accounts frozen and locked out and this, that, and the other. And I want to be abundantly clear. There are certain ways to do cryptocurrency. There's certain ways to do cryptocurrency that will make it to where nobody can lock you out of your cryptocurrency account. And that really is the promise. And that's what I want to show you guys how to do today. It really has a lot to do with non-custodial wallets and, and privacy coins and peer-to-peer -peer exchanges. So we're going to break all that down for you. I'm just checking real quick on the Odyssey page to make sure I'm getting reports that Odyssey is not broadcasting. That's not Odyssey's fault. There must be an issue uh, with, with the setup. But let me just check on that real quick. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. My name is John Bush. This is uh, my podcast, Live Free Now, Live Free Now Show. And I also have a company called Live Free Academy. And what we do with that company is help people to find more freedom in their lives, financial independence, uh, monetary sovereignty, exit and build strategy. So I've been a firm believer in the philosophy of liberty for quite some time. I've been an activist for nearly 20 years. And I've been very concerned with the traditional style of tyranny that we've been facing in this world. Uh, welcome, everybody, from Cape Town, South Africa, Vancouver, British Columbia. This will definitely be pertinent for you. But I've been, I've been concerned about tyranny in the world, whether it's uh, taxes, burdensome regulation, the police state, the surveillance state, all the crazy stuff we have going on in the world. Okay, we are broadcasting now on Odyssey, so that's great. Been concerned about that traditional tyranny for quite some time now, nearly 20 years, like I shared, done political activism. Uh, done protests, done rallies in the streets, even had legislation passed at the local level in the city of Austin, at the state of Texas level in the Texas legislature, which was pretty cool. But I began to feel a little disillusioned by that because we kept on fighting and pushing and working and pulling together all this money and all sorts of resources. And in reality, we weren't creating more freedom for ourselves. Rather, 
we were simply slowing the growth of tyranny, slowing the growth of tyranny. Now, that's the traditional tyranny that the world has faced for quite some time. It's had evolutions, it's been wrought by kings and empires, and now this fake, phony democracy nonsense. But what I'm extremely concerned about nowadays is what's known as technocracy. Let me see in the comments there, you guys, if you know what technocracy is. I'm monitoring the comments on Odyssey. I'm monitoring the comments here on YouTube. Technocracy, let me tell me if you know what technocracy is, if you know what the Great Reset is. Essentially, it's rule by scientific dictatorship. It's the idea that rather than people being governed by politicians, which I object wholeheartedly as well. I believe in self-governance. I believe that we all ought to be responsible for our lives wholeheartedly and that we can work together through mutually beneficial voluntary associations. I reject coercion. I reject hierarchical authority. I reject false authority, right? Well, the technocracy is like, no, we don't want to have politicians. We want to have this scientific elite. We want to be governed by algorithms. And this was something that's been coming about um, for quite some time. It was around in the earlier 20th century. It kind of went into hiding. It was obscured. It wasn't very popular. And now we see it coming back big time through the Great Reset. All right. Now, I'm just trying to paint this picture. I'm just trying to lay a foundation for you because, as we'll see, it's this Great Reset agenda that is rolling out at breakneck speeds all over the world. And, of course, Canada the spotlights on Canada right now, Canada is falling victim to this agenda in an immense and an intense way. My lovely fiance is bringing me some Kratom, Brave Botanicals Kratom. Check it out at mybravebotanicals.com. We only ship in the U.S. though, but Kratom helps with stress, anxiety, helps me get, get my groove on. Now, there's many countries in this world that are further ahead with this Great Reset Agenda. What's the Great Reset Agenda? Well, essentially, it's like a marketing plan it's an effort to bring together corporations, governments, world leaders, institutions, education, um, technology. It's an effort to bring all these factors together and to reshape society, reshape governance, reshape the way we do business, reshape the relationship between the individual and technology. Okay. One of their big slogans is they have this article they put out. It's 2030. You own nothing have no privacy, and you've never been happier. That's the Great Reset in a nutshell, right? Part of this Great Reset is what's known as the Fourth Industrial Revolution. We've had revolutions in the past. We have the information revolution. We have the factories and, and the means of production getting revolutionized, making it more efficient, right? Well, now they're pushing for this Fourth Industrial Revolution, which is a natural phenomenon, but it's being manipulated. It's being leveraged. It's being pushed in a very unhealthy way. Essentially, what they want for the fourth industrial revolution, this is their own words, they want to merge biology and technology. All biology on Earth, not just human beings, all biodiversity. In fact, Microsoft, the company that our, our lovely friend Bill Gates founded, they have a planetary supercomputer project they're working on where they want to catalog all forms of life on Earth. It's really quite wild. Man. And... This is where this digital ID comes into place, the digital identity card, right? Uh, a global digital identity that tracks your health records, tracks your financial records, tracks what you have access to. 
And believe it or not, they, of course, you guys believe it if you're tuned in today, they want to couple it with a social credit score system, just like in China. And we already see this coming into play right now. That's where the vaccine passport stuff comes into play. And I knew like halfway through this pandemic thing, I was like, this whole thing is a big marketing ploy for the freaking vaccine. But it's like, okay, why are they pushing for the vaccine so, so hard? Perhaps there's something going on with the freaking vaccine. I don't know what, what's going on internally. Some people say graphene, this, that, or the other. I don't know. That, I can't form an opinion on that because I'm not an expert in that field, but I can have some inferences and some theories. But what I really think is the biggest factor is the vaccine, pushing for the vaccine is part of rolling out this vaccine passport agenda, which is coupled with the digital identity, which will then be coupled with the social credit score system. And we already see this type of phenomenon taking place in Canada, whereby the government is limiting and eliminating people's access to financial services based on their support of a peaceful freedom movement protest known as the Freedom Convoy, the truckers that were occupying Ottawa, maybe still are in some semblances, but things have been busted up and broken up. So what I want to teach you about today is just one of many tools that we have in our arsenal, in our tool belt to circumvent these technocratic controls. Specifically, we're going to be talking about finances and currency today. But as we'll come to find out, if you join us in this Freedom Cell Network, the Greater Reset Activation, the Exit and Build Revolution, or Evolution rather, there's all sorts of systems that we have at our disposal, whether it's a homeschool cooperative, whether it's a decentralized food production network, whether it's implementing permaculture practices on your property, whether it's forming a health alliance, a health share network to spread the risk out, whether it's creating our own network of medical doctors that are willing to perform procedures, whether we're vaccinated or not. They prefer that we're not vaccinated, I would say. Whether it is joining the Freedom Cell Network, a decentralized peer-to-peer -peer group of over 30,000 people that get the problem going on in the world, but more importantly, they're committed to focusing on solutions, building these alternatives. So two things can happen. One, we can protect ourselves. We can prevent this onslaught of tyranny from encroaching our lives, from drastically reducing our quality of life and our standard of living. And two, and more importantly, we can create an environment where we are living through systems, institutions, and organizations and networks that are more in alignment with our nature as beautiful, powerful, sovereign human beings. That's really what it's all about. So today we're going to focus on this financial aspect with cryptocurrency. So we've already talked about the problem that we're facing here. Problem in major ways is governments are shutting people out of the legacy financial institutions because they are supporting a political, peaceful protest, a, a, a movement of peaceful people. Right? We should be able to contribute and support whatever movements we see are in alignment with our values. Right? Okay, so we had GoFundMe. They just buckled, shut it down, millions of dollars. We had this Give, Send, Go, a centralized institution. Good people, seemingly. It's a Christian organization, but it's centralized. There's a company, and this company can be pressured. They seem to be standing up, although they have a new fundraiser for the Canadian truckers. And it says like this money will be dispersed in, in alignment with the Canadian law. Right. So they're trying to make sure the money could at least get raised. I don't know. And then you have the Canadian government. Sure. Gives and goes outside of their jurisdiction. But Canada is really cozy with the U.S. Right. Here's another problem. Because it was this centralized institution, that was a point of weakness. It was hacked. Who knows who hacked it? it sounded like some kind of socialist Antifa language 
in their in their video they put out. But either way, the list of all the people that donated to give send go to support the trucker movement was leaked. And now we're hearing news stories of single mothers having their accounts and their assets frozen. All these truckers are putting their posterity and their life and their freedom on the line, and they're getting shut out of the banking institution. There's a better way, and I'm going to teach it to you. Now, cryptocurrency. What is cryptocurrency? A great way to explain it. Let me just this. So I want to share also, I put together a four hour webinar called Build Wealth Opt Out. I break all the stuff down. We're going to try to wrap up within about an hour today on today's broadcast. But I spent four hours with people. There's a bunch of people tuned in. It was really some groundbreaking stuff. And I broke down cryptocurrency and I broke down specifically how cryptocurrency can help you to build wealth, protect wealth, but also opt out of all this technocratic nonsense. You can sign up and register at buildwealthoptout.com. That's buildwealthoptout.com. If you're uh, excited about what I'm sharing with you today, I hope that you'll do that and dive a little bit deeper. Deeper. I also want to share that I prepared, uh, If I'm going to share an hour with you. I'm going to teach you some stuff too, some tactics. I'm going to teach you how to set up a non-custodial wallet. I'm going to teach you how to purchase cryptocurrency privately. I'm going to teach you about mixing coins with a coin mixer that breaks it all up because as we'll reveal, the Bitcoin blockchain is completely transparent. I'm going to break this all down for you. Don't worry. Um, but if you want to dive deeper, if you want to implement these strategies, if you want to use cryptocurrency, if you want to get started with cryptocurrency now with the understanding that it's on any moment your government could shut you out because they don't like the things you post on Telegram or Facebook because you're supporting a freedom movement that's showed up protesting, right? I want you to have the knowledge necessary to set this stuff up now to become comfortable with this technology. So in the event that that does happen, which is seemingly more and more likely, you are going to be comfortable purchasing crypto, sending crypto, using cryptocurrency uh, in exchange for goods and services. So I'm going to invite you over to my website here. Let me pull this up. Uh, this is livefree.academy, livefree.academy. This is my site. Uh, I do courses, workshops. Here on the menu, we have Crash Course. You'll click the crash course. I put together this special exclusive offer. A lot of people are already taking advantage of it. I launched it after I did the webinar before. Uh, it's not, not going to have it up for, for a while because I bundled a bunch of courses together. Could easily charge like over 2000 bucks for this, but I'm giving it to you guys for just 197. It's over 40 hours of material, right? Now, there are some people that are like, well, you need to be giving this information away for free. It's like, I put a lot of work into putting this out and a lot of people have developed a lot of value. So this is going to break down everything you need to learn about cryptocurrency to get started with cryptocurrency and in the cryptocurrency for beginners workshop and especially in the demystifying crypto workshop. And also when we sit down with Ramiro Romani to talk about privacy mindset and we talk with loots of pirate chain, a privacy currency, then uh, we talk a lot about how to purchase cryptocurrency privately, how to acquire and send cryptocurrency privately, which is the focus for today. So I want to invite you to check that out. It's 197. It's like 40 hours worth of material. Uh, you can get the free Build Wealth Opt Out webinar, buildwealthoptout.com, or you could get this crash course by going to my website, livefree.academy, livefree.academy, and clicking the crash course tab. All right, let me just explain what cryptocurrency is real quick, and then I'm going to talk more about specifically the privacy aspect of it. Uh, I'm going to share with you exactly how it, I'm going to share with you that the decentralized nature of cryptocurrency makes it impervious is that the right word impervious to shut down and and control it makes it it's it's like it's like armor 
cryptocurrency, true decentralized cryptocurrencies. If you play your cards right, which I'll teach you about today, I'll teach you in that webinar, I'll teach you especially in that crash course. If you play your cards right, you can't be locked out of your crypto wallet. You can't be stopped from sending cryptocurrency to another person. In fact, my company, MyBraveBotanicals.com, we sell Kratom, Delta-8, THC, CBD, colloidal silver. We essentially sell natural remedies and plant medicines that the government doesn't want you to have. And because the government doesn't want you to have them, I can't accept credit cards. This is Obama-era program called Operation Choke Point. The federal government pressures the banks, which in turn pressure the credit card companies to not accept credit card payments for industries like CBD, plant medicine, adult toy stores, gun stores, right? Head shops. These are some of my favorite industries, my favorite stores, and the government's making it difficult for you to do business with me. However, I can most definitely accept cryptocurrency payments, and there's not anyone that can get in the way of me and my clients in those transactions. It's a very beautiful thing. I also accept e-check as well, but I just want to demonstrate because of the decentralized nature of cryptocurrency, nobody's able to do that, right? Somebody's already saying, what if? What do we do if they block our ability to exchange crypto for cash? What grid is crypto if we can't exchange it? I'm going to break all that down. I'm going to show you how you can exchange crypto for cash and how nobody could stop you. Now, nobody can stop you from doing it. I'll show you the tools, the technologies to do that. But first, let's just talk a little bit about uh, blockchain technology. For those of you that may not be familiar with what this is all about. Really, the big evolution of crypto is that for the first time in history, we have a ledger and it's decentralized, right? So all throughout history, banks, governments, corporations, credit card companies, central banks, they've maintained an accounting of the money supply, of the currency, of your checking account, of your credit through the system of ledgers, right? A ledger is just Oftentimes it was on paper. Now it's digital in most instances, but it records who has what money, who sent what money to whom, what's the new balance, this, that, and the other, right? So to illustrate this, this is a bank in downtown Bastrop. And I went there because I was looking to expand my office. Uh, it's like locked in time. This bank's from the late 1800s, which is when this town was founded. And it has a historical marker, so they can't change it. And I was walking through looking at it. I was like, wow, this is really super cool. And I stumbled upon a shelf full of ledgers, just tons of ledgers. And the ledgers were for people's checking accounts. And so I took a picture of one. I don't know how easy it is to see here, but I took a picture of one. And as you can see, there's credits, there's debits. Oh, thought I could zoom in. There's credits here. All right, so you have, you have Chase National Bank, you have the dates, you have debits, you have credits, and then they reconcile the account, right? So here's the deal. All throughout history, we've had to trust third parties. We've had to trust banks, governments, checking services, credit card companies, whatever, you name it. You've had to trust a third party in order to maintain the accuracy of this ledger. But the problem is, and everyone's aware of it now, we can't trust governments. We can't trust banks. We especially can't trust central banks. They're engaged in a lot of fraud. They're engaged in a lot of inflation. Not to mention Wells Fargo recently, employees at Wells Fargo were moving money from someone's checking account to their own accounts and stuff, all sorts of hairy fairy nonsense. And the cool thing is now with cryptocurrency, this is what the, the blockchain technology is. This is what Satoshi Nakamoto, he, she, they, them, we don't know. Very likely it's someone that was part of this cypherpunk movement 
who, and I break this down the demystifying crypto class. It was a cypherpunk movement who in the 90s, as with the advent of the internet, they were trying to figure out how to create sovereign internet money, free internet money that's not governed by anybody that you don't have to trust anyone. They kept failing. They kept coming up with shortcomings. They had the problem of double spending. It's like if it's a digital coin or digital currency, how can we prevent someone from just replicating it? Okay. They also had the problem of centralization because there were certain platforms that people started using for money laundering, apparently. And the company, the guy behind the company that was trying to create this internet money, he was um, prosecuted and locked up. Right. So it's like we need decentralization. We need to prevent this double spending where this guy, girl group, Satoshi Nakamoto figured it out. And they figured it out in large part due to this decentralized blockchain, decentralized blockchain. Right. So traditionally you have centralized things and that's like government and then all these other focal points. There's a single point of failure with this. Right. But we also have decentralized where there is it's decentralized throughout a network. There's different nodes. There's different. Uh, leaders, there's different points, it becomes more anti-fragile. And then you have distributed, where it's all connected together and the information or the network or the authority is distributed throughout the entire network. And that's essentially what's taking place with cryptocurrency. The ledger, rather than having one single ledger, we got to trust Chase National Bank, we got to trust the Federal Reserve Bank, we got to trust those, the central bank for the Canadian dollar or the euro or whatever, European Central Bank, got to trust the Rothschild essentially. Um, you don't have to trust them anymore because the ledger is distributed on over 14,000 computer databases in the case of Bitcoin. It's that ledger. Every time there's a transaction, it's updated. There's a consensus that this is accurate information because we can see back in time on the ledger of who had what, who had whom, that they legitimately sent it to this new party because they legitimately received it. That ledger is decentralized and distributed. Now, this gives us a couple a couple benefits here you can see almost 15,000 nodes that are hosting the Bitcoin blockchain. Okay. These are look spread out all throughout the world, which is really super groovy. Okay. Now this gives us several benefits, right? The benefits are we don't have to trust a single party. The other benefit is because of the decentralized nature of this technology, right? Those nodes, those computers are hosting the blockchain all over the place. There's no central authority. There's no CEO. There's no board of directors. There's no individual human being or company legal entity that can be pressured and coerced by the governments. And that's really some groundbreaking stuff, which means this new technology has been unleashed on the world. And now that the cat's out of the bag, there's no putting it back. Now, let me explain some of the nuances that people are experiencing see some of the questions coming in. So let me break it all down for you. It works like this. If you hold your cryptocurrency on a non-custodial wallet or a self-custodied wallet, there's nobody that can get in the way of you and your money. Okay. So what do I mean by self-custodied, non-custodial? This is the big linchpin. Okay. This is how Canada is saying, Hey, Everett, look, someone's shouting out Quartal. Where's my Cortector? I'm going to talk about decentralized internet here in a second, but this is a Cortector that's a Quartal node uh, that'll mint Quartal, and it'll also, uh, in the future, serve as a decentralized... Oh, I'm going to part here. Serve as a decentralized uh, hub for a mesh network so we can create our own internet because we're thinking ahead of how we can circumvent all this stuff. And, of course, they can try to control the internet here and there. 
but we already got that all mapped out. We just need to implement it. I'm inviting you to come along on the journey because together we are strong. Together we have strength, strength in numbers. Strength in numbers, strength in unity, strength in truth. We got this. Okay, so the Canadian government, all these officials are like, we're shutting down the crypto accounts and we're freezing people's cryptocurrency. La, 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 right? And they're sending letters to cryptocurrency wallets saying, you need to shut down these people's money. Don't you know? I don't know how to do a Canadian accent. Now do Minnesota. I guess it's kind of similar up there. Trying to shut down your crypto wallet. Now, now we're going Brooklyn like my friend Danny Panzella that's watching. Don't make me go Brooklyn on you. I'll go Brooklyn in a heartbeat. All right. Anyway, <laughs> the government's trying to go Brooklyn on us and trying to strong arm people. But here's our way around it. So if you purchase cryptocurrency through a centralized exchange that has a company or a corporation, right? A centralized exchange like Coinbase, for example, or Crypto.com or Kraken, right? You purchase your cryptocurrency, you link up your checking account, you purchase the cryptocurrency. That cryptocurrency is held in a wallet that's tied to this exchange. That cryptocurrency is not self-custodied. The company or the institution behind the exchange has custody over those coins. Let me break it down one step further. Is Rebecca, are you watching? Is my lovely fiance ever watching? Because I'd love for her to bring me something. Let me just see if I can pull it up here. So cryptocurrency works like this. There's a public address and a private key, okay? A public address and a private key. Whenever you set up a cryptocurrency wallet, I'm going to show you how to set up a non-custodial self-custodied crypto wallet before we're all said and done here. But whenever you set up a crypto wallet, it generates a public address, private key combination. Okay. The public address is a long string of letters and numbers. Okay. It's essentially like an account number. A cryptocurrency wallet can generate an endless number of public addresses. And in fact, it's advised that you create a new public address with every single transaction that you did. I'm gonna tell you why that's important in a second. But here's the deal. Each public address has a corresponding private key. Okay, let me share that again. Each public address has a corresponding private key. Whoever has access to that private key, it's an encryption key. Whoever has access to that private key can unlock access to the cryptocurrency associated with the public address. When it comes to cryptocurrency, you don't truly like have ownership of the cryptocurrency the cryptocurrency is simply a entry in the decentralized distributed blockchain it's an it's a ledger entry but whoever has that private key they're the only party that has a right to access the cryptocurrency associated with that public address i hope i'm not losing anybody here somebody says it stopped what happened i'm still rocking and rolling i hope you guys can still see me so, oh, the other Rebecca's watching. Shout out to Rebecca, Red Flyer Media. Um, his accent definitely needs work. I know. I don't, I don't have the Canadian accent down. Um, I got the Texan accent down. I can tell you what, we're, we don't mess around when it comes to cryptocurrency here in Texas. We know it's really important to have our, our non-custodial wallets here. Um, whoever has access to that private key can unlock and send the cryptocurrency from the public address. Now here's the problem with these exchanges like Coinbase or many of these wallets. Like if you purchase cryptocurrency with PayPal, right? Or Venmo or Cash App, you don't have access to the private key. The company has access to the private key. 
Coinbase has access to the private key. The Canadian exchanges that are highly regulated have access to the private key. So this presents a point of weakness, a point of failure. Okay. If you don't have access to the private key and some company does, the government, Canada, US, whatever, they can come and pressure this company and say, you are doing business with a known terrorist. You're doing business with someone in violation of the Emergencies Act. And we are going to coerce and pressure you into seizing, freezing, turning over those funds because the company has custody of the currency. You don't. That's the big challenge. That's why it's so critical that you hold your cryptocurrency in what's known as a non-custodial or self-custodied cryptocurrency wallet. That's the key phrase self-custodied or non-custodial. I prefer non-custodial. Of course, what this means is who's the custodian of your funds. You purchase cryptocurrency with Coinbase or some Canadian exchange and you hold it there, they're the custodian of your funds. So here's the thing to do. Download and set up a non-custodial wallet. Let me show you my favorite one. And this is the one that I teach you how to set up in my course. It is called Coinomi. Okay, let's pull this up here for you. So here's how you do it. You go to coinomi.com. Coinomi is a non-custodial cryptocurrency wallet that is capable of holding, sending, and transacting multiple different cryptocurrencies, whether it's Bitcoin, Ethereum, or Monero. We're going to talk about privacy coins here in just a moment. So here's what I want to invite you to do. I've already done this on this computer, so I can't go through the exact steps, but I, I know the steps like the back of my hand. So you come over to Coinomi, make sure you go to the actual website, coinomi.com. I'm going to be honest, the cryptocurrency space, it's not as much of the Wild West as it was back in the day. I've been involved in the cryptocurrency space since like 2012, 2013. I became a strong advocate and dedicated considerable amount of my time promoting cryptocurrency as an activist, as an anarchist, as a small L libertarian, because I see the liberating nature of it. It wasn't something, let's get rich. In fact, a lot of cryptocurrency came in my hands back when Bitcoin was like $200, but it was spent growing the ecosystem, traveling the country using cryptocurrency only, trying to put this amazing technology on the map. Somebody's asking about Ledger Nano, it's great. I'm gonna ask you guys to hold your questions. I'm gonna take all your questions. I'll try to hit them in rapid fire. But yes, Ledger Nano is a hardware device. It's a physical hardware wallet. The private keys I talked about earlier are stored on the physical device. They never touch the computer or the internet. And it most definitely is a non-custodial, aka self-custodial wallet. Exodus is a non-custodial wallet as well. These are great choices you guys are sharing. But hold your questions and I'll hit them rapid fire. Okay, so this is Coinomi. It'll service all sorts of different coins. Make sure you go to coinomi.com. Come over here to download. You can also download this on your smartphone. Android or Apple device. You can get it through the Play Store or the App Store, or you can just the same go over here to coinomi.com. In fact, it might behoove you to go to coinomi.com and download the SAPK file directly from the website. All right, so you just come on over here, click download. I already have it downloaded, so let me see if I could open this up. Uh, sometimes when I do these demonstrations, I'll delete it from my, from my computer so I can set it up again for you guys, but let's just see what happens here. Uh, if not, I'm going to give you the steps because there's some steps that you got to take. Now, here's the deal with cryptocurrency. There, when, when you're using a self-custody, non-custodial wallet, there's no customer service department. Now, some of these coins, I mean, some of these wallets, if they have bugs or issues, you can reach out to their customer service. But if you mess something up, 
You can't call PayPal customer service to reverse a transaction. It's done. With great freedom comes great responsibility. So I'm going to teach you how to do this properly. And in my courses, again, I break it down real nice, real slow, step by step. You can go to livefree.academy, livefree.academy. Click on the crash course menu item if you want to purchase over 40 hours of cryptocurrency content. It's like 35, 35 or 37 hours of cryptocurrency content, breaking this all down for you. Uh, for the low price of 197 easily charged way more than that it's extremely valuable a lot of people have already taken advantage of these courses one or both and they have liberated themselves financially okay so it's asking me do i want to set it up again coinomi.com another great wallet is called exodus exodus it's another multi-wallet i prefer coinomi over exodus this is the agreement there's not much in here it basically says if you screw it up, it's on you. Don't try to come come after us if you mess things up. Uh, I like Exodus a lot. Exodus does staking. So you can take your cryptocurrency. Certain coins do what's called proof of stake. Not going to break all that down. I break it down in the courses. But you can take some cryptocurrencies like Cardano or Solana and you stake them and you earn interest on them. With Cardano, you earn 4.9%. Exodus does that. But like I said, I, I prefer to teach people about Coinomi because I find it to be a little simpler easier to use. Okay, so I just, well, I have a Windows computer. That's the irony there. We're all against Bill Gates, but we use his software. A lot of us do, unless you're on Linux, unless you're a, g a gangsta on Linux. Okay, so I already set this wallet up, which is why it just pops up. If I hadn't set this wallet up, it would immediately when I bring it on, and I'm telling you this because I want you guys to do this too, okay? You go to coinomi.com, you download the wallet. The first screen you see says, would you like to create a new wallet? Or would you like to restore an old wallet from a backup? Okay. So presumably you're creating a new wallet. You click yes, create new wallet. And the very first thing it prompts you to do is write down a 24 word seed phrase. Okay. This is how we back up our, our cryptocurrency. This is how we back up our wallet, this seed phrase. In reality, what that seed phrase is, it's, a, it's 24 different words. What the seed phrase is, is a version of a master private key. Remember I told you about the private key public address combination? Well, when you create a new wallet, it generates a master private key that's really long with a lot of numbers and letters. And this master private key then uses a hash function. You don't have to know exactly what that means, but it uses a mathematical function and it pops out all these other private keys. And then those private keys go through a function and pop out the public addresses. This is how it works. But essentially that master private key is where the rubber meets the road. If you download this wallet, set it up, send yourself some crypto, and then your kid spills water on your, or tangy tangerine on your computer like my son did many years ago on my MacBook. Uh, it's okay, you just get another computer, you download the wallet, and you instead of going create a new wallet, you go restore backup and you enter these words. But here's the important thing, you have to write these words down on a piece of paper. Don't write them on your computer, don't write them on your smartphone because that's another point of failure. The name of the game, I've been in this space for almost 20 years and I've made almost every mistake that you can make, which is why I want to impart this knowledge and wisdom upon you so you can avoid the costly mistakes that I made in the past. So the thing to do is to write down this seed phrase on a piece of paper, put that piece of paper in a plastic bag because I've had moisture wipe out some seed phrases that were written in blue pen Okay, so you write it down, put it in a plastic bag. Ideally, you store it. If you start stacking serious crypto, you store it in a fireproof, waterproof safe. This seed phrase is the master private key. 
It's where the rubber meets the road. If anyone else gains access to the seed phrase, they can then take your cryptocurrency from you, which is why it's extremely important that you put this somewhere safe. To break it down a little bit further, you could take cryptocurrency, people donate cryptocurrency to your freedom movement, send it to the wallet. You're not gonna spend it now, you're saving it for maybe a legal defense fund or whatever. Send it to the wallet, Coinomi wallet, write down that seed phrase, hide the seed phrase. The government can't find the seed phrase, it's hidden somewhere, or better yet, commit the seed phrase to memory. Then they can't do a damn thing. That's the beauty of cryptocurrency, right? There's all these old gold bugs and old survival prepper, prepper, prepper folks. And it's like, yeah, I get it. Gold and silver are great things to invest in as well. And they're great things to use outside the system. But gold and silver can be confiscated because it's a physical asset. So if the government discovers that you've been, plus it's not practical for the purposes we're talking about. You're not going to mail a gold bar to the Canadian freedom movement that could be intercepted. It could be stolen by the postal workers, whatever. But let's say it's discovered that you're housing all this precious metals for the freedom movement, they could break into your house and just take it. They could crack the safe and take it, right? Which is why I'm saying all you need is a little piece of paper. It can be hidden somewhere or it can be committed to memory. Then for the first time in history, you can acquire and hold true wealth in your brain. And even though they may take you before a court and a judge and the judge will say, we're gonna hold you in contempt of court unless you turn over those passwords and that seed phrase, you at least have the choice to say, you know what, fuck you. I ain't turning over shit. You can kiss my ass. We're revolutionaries in a freedom movement, and this is what it's all about. Part of my French. Okay, so that's the first step, the seed phrase. You write down that seed phrase. Secondly, it's going to ask you to encrypt the wallet. This is going to be an encryption password. Don't use the same password as your email address. Don't use the same password as your computer. This will encrypt the wallet. So you have a wallet on your phone. You have a wallet on your computer. You send cryptocurrency to that wallet and then someone steals your computer, they steal your phone. They're like, let's see if they have cryptocurrency. They see your cryptocurrency wallet. They can't send any crypto out of it without this encryption password. Okay. Now, just to be clear, that 12 word or that eight, the 24 word phrase, some wallets do 12, some words do 18, some wallets do 24 words. This 24 word phrase is not encrypted. You can encrypt it on some wallets. It's not encrypted in most wallets. Okay. So that's it. Now you've set up the Coinomi wallet which brings you, remember, those are the two things you do with every single wallet. Every Most every wallet will allow you to back up the wallet with a seed phrase. You have to do it because you could screw it up. Quick story, my lovely fiance, <laughs> we weren't dating at the time, or I probably would have prevented this from happening, but she had two Bitcoin, maybe with one and a half Bitcoin, back when Bitcoin was like 400 bucks. So it was like $600 worth of Bitcoin on her smartphone. She doesn't like when I tell this story. And she dropped her smartphone in a porta potty and she didn't want to reach in to grab it, knowing how much Bitcoin would eventually be, I sure as hell would reach down into, I'd, I'd take a swim in the porta potty for one and a half Bitcoin. That's like $60,000 right now. You can always take a shower, I guess, even if it stinks for a little while. But she didn't have it backed up. She didn't write down that seed phrase. Had she written down the seed phrase, she would simply be able to download the wallet again on a new phone when she got a new phone. And voila, enter the seed phrase. She has her crypto once again. So, let me just show you real quick, and then we're gonna wrap up on this wallet piece because there's more stuff that I wanna share with you. So you download the Coinomi wallet on your phone or your computer. The steps are the same. You write down the seed phrase. You encrypt it with a good password that has a lot of letters, a lot of numbers, special characters, capitalization, lowercase. That brings you here. 
to your wallet. You can add different assets here. So you go to add asset, add a coin, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Monero. We're going to talk about that. Or you can add a token. A coin is like a cryptocurrency that uses its own blockchain. Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, Ethereum, Cardano. A token is a cryptocurrency that's created on top of another blockchain. More often than not, people use Ethereum to create new tokens. And when you send those tokens to and from one another, they're sent on the Ethereum blockchain, even though they're their own cryptocurrency, essentially. That's the difference between a coin and a token. All right, so now you have your wallet. Now you can click receive, copy this address. All right, you just click there, copy it. And now you can send yourself cryptocurrency from an exchange, okay? That's it. And then you want to send the cryptocurrency, click send, enter someone else's address. That's an address, by the way. I referenced an address. See that? This is a new kind of address with the BC1, but there's compatibility ones. You don't really have to worry about this. It's all taken care of for you in most wallets and exchanges. Okay, that's what an address looks like. It's kind of like an account number, but you can create an endless number of addresses, okay? Now, a couple things. Let me just go ahead and show you, tell you something about Bitcoin real quick. We're gonna spend about an hour together. We may go a little bit over. Um, somebody says, ah, I wanna take your questions later, but they're gonna get lost in the parade because there's so many people watching. So Lisa says, I noticed that Coinomi uses a QR code. I've been hearing to stay away from QR codes. Look guys, a lot of stuff that we hear on the internet and unfortunately, even within our freedom, truth, patriot community, whatever, a lot of it's just bullshit. So all that a QR code is, is a visual representation of information. It can be a website. It can be a phone number. It can be a Bitcoin address. It can be a vaccine passport green light to show that you can get into a restaurant. Because vaccine passports use QR codes does not mean that QR codes are bad. Just the same because some technocrats are using blockchain technology for nefarious purposes does not mean all blockchain bad. Just the same because a firearm can be used to coerce peaceful protesters into exiting their, the street and the demonstrations does not mean firearms are bad because they can also be used to protect and defend our property and our persons. Just wanna throw that out there. QR codes are not bad per se. QR codes being applied to a QR, to a vaccine passport is bad, but a QR code as a public address on your crypto wallet is not bad. Just wanna clear that up there. Okay, let's talk about Bitcoin. Now here's a challenge. Bitcoin's great. I shared with you guys that Bitcoin has a decentralized distributed public ledger okay but here's the deal all of the transactions on bitcoin are completely transparent that's right every single transaction that takes place on bitcoin can be known okay so i'm going to take you over to a block explorer just to illustrate this real quick all right so if, if, if you give me your public address and I send you Bitcoin, that transaction will register on the Bitcoin blockchain. That transaction is viewable by everyone. This is why there, somebody was like, we're part of the Freedom Convoy. Here's our Bitcoin address. Donate to the Bitcoin address. And they posted that on a website. The Canadian government said this Bitcoin address and all of the money, because we can see the money that was sent to it. In fact, we could actually look at the Bitcoin address. Let me see if I can pull that up. That'll be fascinating. This 
Bitcoin address and all the money sent to it, we're going to try to blacklist that address. That means the exchanges that are within our jurisdiction, we're going to say that this is a rebel address and you can't let people cash out of that address. I'm going to show you some ways around that, though. But the first thing is, if you're going to raise money publicly, you might as well use Monero or Pirate Chain, a privacy coin. I'm going to break down that further in a sec. There's so much to cover. I don't want to spend all day on this because this is just supposed to be one of my shows, Live Free Now. LiveFreeNow.show if you want to hear more from me. Um, but again, if, if, if you want to buy that course, it's a lot of content. But if not, I got the free option for you where I break all this stuff down for four hours. It's good stuff for four hours. BuildWealthOptOut.com, BuildWealthOptOut.com, totally free. Look, I'm in this to help people find freedom in their lives. I believe that there's a lot of unethical, dastardly things at play traditionally, historically for quite some time, but now there's this really ugly agenda. I've been studying the New World Order plan, globalism, global governance, technocratic dictatorship. Actually, just the technocratic thing. I've been aware of how they're using technology, but the technocratic things, like that's what's going on now. But before it was just like, they wanna create a global di totalitarian dictatorship. Who's they? Council on Foreign Relations, Trilateral Commission, Bilderberg Group, Rockefeller, Gates, Rothschild, Vanderbilt, all these old school families and new school families, right? They've been at it for like 100 years plus with this old school conspiracy to create a global dictatorship. Call it the Anglo-American establishment, call it what you will. There's definitely been a conspiracy. You could trace its genesis all the way back to Lord Alfred Milner and the round table groups in early Great Britain. Then you had Cecil Rhodes who made all sorts of money on the diamond trade. He created this Rhodes Scholarship Program. These were secret society groups and they created the Royal Institute of International Affairs. And then they had the counterpart in the counter Council on Foreign Relations. They infected and snuck in and infiltrated governments to carry out their agenda. But here's the challenge. They're pushing this new world order thing for quite some time, but now they have the technological capabilities to really carry out some dastardly surveillance state panopticon society style stuff. That's why it's so absolutely critically important. That's why I'm so, so, so excited uplifted and motivated to spread the word about this incredible technology. There's a lot of misinformation out there. There's a lot of misunderstanding about cryptocurrency. But at the end of the day, as this central bank digital currency mark of the beast style control system rolls out where you can be locked out of your ability to conduct commerce and you can dramatically have your standard of living and quality of life lowered, I'm here to tell you today that decentralized crypto technology is a wonderful tool for each of us to continue to do business with one another digitally online, which is where most people do business these days, continue to do business, continue to support freedom movements across the globe in a way that's uncensorable and a way that can't be shut down. This is a big freaking deal. It's a big deal now for our brothers and sisters in Canada, very much solidarity with everybody up there, putting their life on the line, putting their freedom and their prosperity on the line. And it's a big deal for you and I, who may be in a more free territory, more free political jurisdiction, but it's only a matter of time before the boot stomps on your neck. And I want you to be prepared and comfortable with this technology so you can continue doing business as usual. And it's not just cryptocurrency, it's cryptocurrency coupled with us getting together, building our own counter economic system where we trade amongst ourselves, where we employ one another, where we hire one another, where we have our own institutions, our own infrastructure, our own healthcare systems, our own homeschool co-op systems, our own defense systems, our own 
regenerative agriculture systems, our own emergency response systems. This is what it's all about, folks. We shouldn't be living under such treachery. We deserve better and we need to demand better and create all of this alternative, okay? All right, now let me show you, let me show you what, I wanna thank everybody for tuning in. This is a big broadcast. We got a lot of people watching, so shout out all the folks watching on YouTube, all the folks watching over on Odyssey. Okay, so let me just show you what, why Bitcoin is not optimal, but there's ways to, to make it work, right? So check this out. This is what's called a block explorer, okay? These are the latest blocks. Every approximately 10 minutes, a new block gets added to the blockchain. Bloop, 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 right? A new block gets added to the blockchain approximately every 10 minutes. That block contains the information about the transactions that took place in the prior period. I'm getting reports that Odyssey went down. I'm gonna refresh it on my end here. Uh, saying Odyssey's on and off. So Odyssey's a blockchain-based platform. It's decentralized, distributed, can't be shut down, but they're still working out some of the kinks. It's not as uh, smooth as uh, YouTube, which is owned by this mega national corporation. Block, uh, Odyssey's owned by freedom people. Well, the guy, uh, uh, Jeremy Kaufman, lives up in New Hampshire. All right, well, I keep digressing here. Okay, this is a Bitcoin block explorer, okay? These are the latest blocks that just got added to the blockchain. These are the latest transactions that have been added to the blockchain. So here's the deal. Let's say this is my transaction there. It can be seen. These are the cryptocurrency addresses where this cryptocurrency was pulled from in order to send this cryptocurrency amount to this address. And this chain of custody of coins being sent here and there, it could be traced all the way back to the original coins that were mined by some mining machines when, they, when the Bitcoin was originally created. Every 10 minutes when a new block gets added to the blockchain, new Bitcoin are created. There are companies that are working with governments to do blockchain forensic analysis to track and trace all this stuff. Now let's try something here. Let's, I'm searching on Google, I should say. I use Google sometimes. I also use CryptPad. I have a Gmail. I have a ProtonMail. I need to do some work on my journey for privacy. It's a balance between convenience and privacy. Convenience and privacy. My good friends, Derek Bros, Ramiro Romani, they're way over on the privacy side. I'm somewhere in the middle, but I'm working more towards the privacy. I just want to throw that out there. Uh, Bitcoin blacklisted address Canada. Canadian Federal Police blacklist truckers Bitcoin. Cardano is ordering crypto. Canada is ordering crypto exchanges to blacklist. 34 crypto wallets. Let me see if I can get the address because I'm going to pull it up for you and show you all the donations and stuff. Somebody says you can also cash out in person if someone else has crypto. Yep, we're going to break down some exchanges that you can use that won't be shut down by the man. In fact, they, they exist in order to stick their thumb at the man and allow people to continue to do this crypto thing. I don't know if they're Bitcoin's most limited motherboard previously reported. I'm trying to see if I can see copy that shows 30 more addresses. Here we go. This might be it. Protests. I'm looking for some addresses here. And again, they posted these addresses online and then the government was able to see these addresses. And the government was able to quote unquote blacklist these addresses. All right, we're not going to be able to find it, but essentially it would look like this. It would be like, Here's an address, bloop. and then this only has one transaction, you see. 
Let's try to find an address that has multiple transactions. How about this one? This address has 68 transactions. 0.154 Bitcoin has gone through this address. And now the final balance is zero. So the money comes in, money comes out. Here's all the transactions. There was one on February 2022. There's another one. There's one on February 19th, one on February 16th. So there's constant money. So that's the that's my point. When you use Bitcoin, the cryptocurrency uh, exchange, the cryptocurrency transactions can be known. Now, let's see. Where do we want to take this? Where do we want to take this? Okay. So there's some ways around this. Okay. Let me just break this down for you. There's something called coin mixing, coin mixing. And there's a wallet called Samurai Wallet. Let me just pull up my uh, notes here. I did a whole privacy section in, um, in the Demystifying Crypto Workshop. Again, that's part of the crash course that I shared with you guys. You can go to livefree.academy, livefree.academy. But I break down how you can do private transactions. And there's something called coin mixing which essentially mixes up all the transactions so you can't see them, right? That's essentially what it is. There's a wallet that does that automatically, if you want, called Samurai Wallet. Okay, Samurai Wallet. Let's just pull that up. Samurai Wallet and then coin mixing. I'm trying to find some visual representations to make things a little bit, a little bit easier for you guys to tell. All right, here we go. General concept. This is one type of transaction mixer. There's a bunch of different ones, right? So essentially check this out. This picture here. This is a coin mixer. There's a technology called coin join that someone invented, right? And so remember, the transactions, you can see them, right? So here's a transaction. Here's who sent it. These addresses, it's all, you, you pull a bunch of different inputs. So a bunch of little pieces of Bitcoin, and then it goes to this address. That can be seen. Well, there's technology called coin join, and essentially it works like this. This guy is trying to send the crypto to this guy. Well, instead of sending it directly to this guy, he sends it along with a bunch of other transactions and they all get mixed together, jumbled together through a technology called coin join or coin mixing, and then they end up on the other side. Therefore, their transaction history is obscured and traced. It's called obfuscation. Obfuscation is the word of the day, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, it makes it more difficult to follow the transaction history. So here's something that you could do, right? If somebody's watching and they're in control of one of those blacklisted addresses, I hope that they had a non-custodial wallet. They have this public address and the government's like, wait a second, look at you. We know that you have the cryptocurrency. Well, if they have the private key, no one else can get that cryptocurrency from them, but it creates a challenge. What are they going to do with that cryptocurrency if it's quote unquote blacklisted, where you could take that cryptocurrency that's associated with this address you could send it through a coin mixer using coin join technology. It'll mix it all up. And then on the other end, it'll be very difficult to tell where that cryptocurrency went. Now, this technology is great and good, but it's not perfect because some sophisticated forensic analysis can break down and follow that history back. It's not perfect, but it does represent one more step in our financial sovereignty and maintaining our privacy, especially when we're going up against the evil empire. Here's another step. Instead of using Bitcoin, look, so people are asking, can't the Canadian government just shut down Exodus overall as a platform? No, they can't because it's not illegal to host a Bitcoin wallet. And in fact, there was a wallet called Nunchuck. Maybe you guys saw this. Nunchuck wallet response to Canada. 
check this out. There was a cryptocurrency wallet, non-custodial wallet, called Nunchuck. And this wallet was asked by the Canadian government to freeze people's funds. Okay, and here's what they responded with. Dear Ontario Superior Court of Justice, Nunchuck is a self-custodial, collaborative, multi-signature Bitcoin wallet. We are a software provider, not a custodial financial intermediary. Our software is free to use. It allows people to eliminate single points of failure and store Bitcoin in the safest way possible while preserving privacy. We do not hold any keys. That's the private key I told you about. Therefore, we cannot freeze our users' assets. We cannot prevent them from being moved. We do not have knowledge of the existence, nature, value, and location of our users' assets. This is by design. Please look up how self-custody and private keys work. When the Canadian dollar becomes worthless, we will be here to serve you too. <laughs> I love that. That's great. See, the beauty about the cryptocurrency space is not true with everybody. Some people are just in it to make money. Some people are in it to please the masses. Some people are in it to please Wall Street. Some people are in it for technocratic purposes. But a good chunk of the cryptocurrency space is libertarian in its roots. And they create this technology and they create this software for free people like you and me to leverage its capabilities in order to avoid the man, in order to have financial sovereignty. So at the end of the day, they, they would have to first pass a law to say that you can't even host a self-custody wallet or a company can't work on a self-custody wallet. But then on top of that, there's open source wallets. There's a company, there's companies and people that come along and say, I created a Bitcoin wallet. Here's the source code. Here's where you can download it on a GitHub repository. And then anyone can take the wallet, upgrade it, add to it what they will. There's no company to coerce. That's the new paradigm that we're entering in that many people aren't, they, they don't comprehend. It's difficult to wrap your head around. Before we had a company, we had a bank, government pressures them. Government says, you can't do that. They say, oh, well, we have shareholders to, that we're accountable to. We don't want to put any risk on our earnings. We certainly don't want to end up in jail. Okay, we'll do what the government says centralized institution, new paradigm, decentralized institution. There's like, it's like spread out all over the world. There's no person, company, business, government, agency, entity. There's nobody that they can sue. There's nobody they can coerce. It's just decentralized. It's been unleashed into the world. It can't be put back. It's not being stopped. Beautiful, amazing. Okay, so that's, so we talked about Bitcoin. We talked about self-custodied wallets. We talked about Bitcoin. It's great, but it's transparent. The blockchain can be seen by everyone. A way around that is to use self-custodied wallets. Another way around that is to create a new transaction, I'm sorry, a new address every time someone sends you cryptocurrency. Most wallets, you go receive, creates a receiving address, someone sends crypto to that, that address. Then the next time you click receive, a new address pops up. Now there's multiple different addresses on the blockchain. It's a little bit more difficult to see which transactions are tied to what wallet. But the challenge is once you send crypto out, oftentimes it pulls from all those addresses. I'm getting a little technical here, right? Now let's talk, and then we talked about coin mixing, okay? So they know about this wallet or someone sends you some money and you're doing something the government doesn't like, right? Not, not unethical, but maybe it's illegal, I don't know. Everything's illegal these days. So you take the crypto, you send it through a coin mixer. One of them's called Samurai Wallet. This is a self-custodied uh, cryptocurrency wallet that has mixing as part of its feature, a modern Bitcoin wallet, hand-forged to keep your transactions private and identity masked. 
thwart blockchain-based surveillance and censorship. Oh, I love it. I love it. Take it anywhere, even offline. Be your own Swiss bank features. Look at this. So it has built-in coin mixing. Taproot, Smart Miner Fees, Dojo, Stonewall, Hanum, Batch Spending, Scrambled Pen, Ricochet, Whirlpool. This is it. When you cycle your coins in the Whirlpool, you are breaking the link between inputs and outputs of your Bitcoin transactions. Cycle all your Bitcoin for the most privacy. Okay, but what if I told you there was a cryptocurrency that has privacy built in to the cryptocurrency itself? There is. There's a couple of them, in fact. There's Monero, Pirate Chain, and Zcash. I'm going to leave Zcash out because they don't have privacy all the way through and through all the time. You have to choose for privacy. Uh, but the cool thing is Pirate Chain and Monero do have privacy all the time. So let's just pull up Monero. It's kind of hard to explain. I don't really need to explain the exact details of how it works. Just trust that it does work. I mean, here's the challenge with a lot of this stuff. It's it's like a trust but verify kind of deal. I don't know how to read open source code stuff, but I do know that the IRS has offered a substantial bounty if anyone can crack Monero's privacy features, and no one has been able to yet, right? So here's the big difference. With Monero, with Bitcoin, you send cryptocurrency, you send Bitcoin from one address to another address. It can be seen on the blockchain. With Monero, it can't be seen. It can't be known how much cryptocurrency was sent and to what address it was sent to. If you have a Monero address, so the big difference is you can have your Bitcoin. You have your Bitcoin here, right? And then there's an address and you're like, we're supporting the freedom movement in Canada. Here's an address to send money to. People send money to the address. The government's just going to find that address and then they're going to go look on the blockchain explorer and they're going to say, well, all these addresses sent money and we're going to shut this address down, blah, blah, blah. What you could do with Monero is you could say, hey, here's a Monero address. We're supporting the crypto movement. And then the government's like, they're supporting the crypto. They're supporting the freedom movement with Monero. And they're like, let's go see what's going on with that address. You can't see a damn thing. There's no information to be known. It's a very beautiful thing. Then when you send Monero from this address to this address, nobody knows who sent what to whom and how much they sent. It's completely obscured. It's total freedom. It's privacy, man. And it's a beautiful thing. You can purchase Bitcoin send it to your Coinomi wallet. And within Coinomi, you can shut down. Sorry, you can. I'm reading the comments and they get stuck in my head. You can exchange your Bitcoin for Monero within the Coinomi wallet in a private way. If evil day shuts down the internet, they can't spy on us. I doubt it will ever be shut down. Everyone's like, okay, the, ah, just watch my Build Wealth opt-out webinar because there's a whole section where I respond to what if the electric grid goes down? What if the internet gets shut down? What if they ban it? And the quick response to that is, what if the electric grid should shut down? If the electric grid gets shut down from an EMP or some catastrophic emergency, your cryptocurrency is the least of your worries. You're going to be really in a lot of trouble, especially if you haven't prepared yourself with alternative forms of energy, food storage, and a really strong network to sh show up and support you in an emergency. Here's another thing I want to just share real quick. People have a tendency to focus on ways that it can't work. And they're like, cryptocurrency, oh, I don't understand it completely. Maybe I missed out on the boat earlier. I don't have it. I don't understand it. Therefore, my first instinct is to try to tear it down. It's weird. I notice that in people. I try to focus a lot on people's human nature and like how they operate and why they do things. And I just find people in a negative way, always like, how can it not work? Let's think about how it couldn't work. Let's find all these obscure ways and hypotheticals that it won't work. 
but it's like, I challenge you to just flip the paradigm and instead figure out ways that it can work and how it could liberate humanity financially, right? In fact, it is working, okay? But if the electric grid goes down, as soon as the electric grid goes back up, you're still gonna have access to your cryptocurrency. The blockchain is distributed, the Bitcoin one, on over nearly 15,000 different ledgers. So unless there's a global internet electric grid shutdown and never comes back up, when the electric grid goes back up, you're gonna have your currency again. Shut down internet, there isn't a master internet kill switch. It's not one Illuminati new world order controlling everything. The World Economic Forum needs the internet to roll out their fourth industrial revolution. There's oligarchs, there's titans of industry, there's companies and corporations that very much benefit from the internet. It's not just a shut down the internet kind of thing and we're all screwed. But to answer that question, okay, if you're really concerned with the internet getting shut down, then I encourage you to invest in a Quartector, Q-O-R-T-E-C-T-O-R, Quartector, search that on the internet, or just look up Quartal, Jason Crow, one of the lead developers behind it, created this little node. And while it doesn't do it yet, in the future, this little node, it's a Raspberry Pi with a hard drive. This will be a one node in a decentralized internet mesh network, right? So everybody that's like, they're going to shut down the internet, therefore cryptocurrency can't work. If you're really that concerned with the internet getting shut down, then why don't you do something about it, my friend? That's the paradigm that we've entered into. Roll with me and my crew, the Freedom Cell Network, Greater Reset Activation Crew, Exit and Build Crew, the Get Shit Done Crew. We are focused on solutions. There's a problem. There's a point of weakness for our sovereignty. We don't just complain about it or ask questions about it or just muck it all up. We go do something about it, right? That's just the attitude that I'd like to have surrounding me. What are we going to do about it? Problem? No problem. Solution? What are we going to do? Not just talk about a solution. Let's go do it, which is why I'm broadcasting this here today. Okay, so Monero obscures the transactions, uses this ring signature technology. There's all sorts of, there's three different technologies that they use in order to obscure the transactions. There's another cryptocurrency called Pirate Chain that mixes some of the technology that Monero has with some of the technology that Zcash has. It's called zero knowledge proofs. It essentially means that it can be known that a transaction took place and that you received the money that you requested, but it can't be known how much was sent and it can't be known who sent it and it can't be known who they sent it to. Monero and Pirate Train, big, big, beautiful cryptocurrencies that are entirely private. It's these cryptocurrencies that are going to enable us to continue to do business with one another online, even if they roll out their central bank digital currency paradigm, because there's nothing they could do to stop it. And that's why it's of critical importance that you help me to spread this and to grow this technology and to decentralize these technologies and to host these nodes and to set up the wallet and to start learning about it, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Now, I'm just talking about online stuff because like we still need to build the in-person networks. We can do barter. We can do silver coins. We can create a time bank. We can create our own little ledger where you get credits and debits when you do something or whatever. I don't know. But the point is when it comes to online transactions, which is where a lot of business takes place and where we can support our global freedom, brotherhood and sisterhood, cryptocurrency is the thing to do. Okay. Now there's one piece that I haven't shared and this is a big one. How do I purchase cryptocurrency privately? All the exchanges require me to scan a driver's license. If I receive cryptocurrency and I'm part of this trucker movement, how do I turn it into cash? Well, the first answer is we build our own peer-to-peer -peer networks where we trade and exchange with one another. Okay, that's really what's most important. A lot of people are doing that in the Freedom Cell Network, freedomcells.org, freedomcells.org. Where are my Freedom Cell people at in the chat? Let me hear you light up the chat on Odyssey. 
and light up the chat in YouTube if you're part of the Freedom Cell Network because, oh, now someone said Mike Adams says the power will be shut down for months before the midterm elections. Mike Adams says a lot of things. I got mad respect for the guy, but I tell you what, he says a lot of sensationalist, bogus headlines, and he's been wrong about a lot in the past. So don't believe everything you see on the Internet, especially if it's like Mike Adams says they're going to they're going to most definitely do this. It's like, how the F do you know? I trust people more when they're like, because of this and because of this, I think it's possible that they'll shut down the Internet before the midterm elections. Not they're going to shut down the Internet before the midterm elections. I have a crystal ball. Naturalnews.com. Anyway, all right, here's the last piece. Well, there's a bunch of pieces, but again, I do a four-hour thing, buildwealthoptout.com, totally free. Buildwealthoptout.com, four hours with me spewing knowledge like this with the presentation. It's nice and flowy, and then I go to questions. A lot of great questions got answered verbally. Buildwealthoptout.com, totally free, or you can purchase the two courses that I've done, Crypto for Beginners and Demystifying Crypto, super comprehensive, super in-depth. The beginners one is oriented towards the beginners, hence the name. I also throw in a thing I did with Pirate Chain, uh, Lutz. He's one of the captains from Pirate Chain. We break down exactly how to purchase Pirate Chain, how to purchase from dollars, turn it into crypto, use the crypto to purchase Pirate Chain, and then put it in a non-custodial Pirate Chain wallet. But now I'm going to show you one couple more tricks. These are really critical ones, okay? Two super groovy websites that are peer-to-peer -peer exchanges that I've helped some of my clients with. And this, my friends, is how you onboard into the cryptocurrency ecosystem without having to use an exchange that requires a scan of your driver's license, passport, or government ID in order to do business. That's the big thing. If you, if you use Coinbase, Crypto.com, these centralized exchanges, the financial institutions and the Department of Treasury in the U.S., for example, they require these custodial companies to scan a driver's license and comply with the Bank Secrecy Act and do what's called a KYC, know your customer check. And that's where a lot of people get their cryptocurrency. But if you put your ID in and then you purchase crypto, this ID is tied to that crypto address. And then as we discovered with Bitcoin and most other cryptocurrencies, that transaction can be traced to this wallet and this address and this, that, and the other. But that's why we go to localcryptos.com localcryptos.com. Let me drop that here. localcryptos.com. And I'm also going to drop localmonero.com. Local, can somebody drop that there in the Odyssey chat? localcryptos.com and localmonero.co. localmonero.co. These are non-custodial peer-to-peer exchanges. Okay, here's how it works. Come on here, you create an account. You can use a fake email address if you want. In fact, it may not even ask for email address. They ask for an email address. You can use a fake email address, start a new email account at ProtonMail or whatever for free. Here's how it works. Let's say that you're in Canada. Okay, here we are in Canada. Here's how we can buy Bitcoin. What else can we buy? Bitcoin Cash, Dash, Ethereum. Remember, these are all transparent. So there's different ways to buy them. Okay, now I want to tell you something. There's a cost of doing this privately. Some of these people are skirting this, that, or the other, and they're charging you 5, 10, sometimes 15%, sometimes 20%. That's why I think it's most important that we establish these networks of trust amongst ourselves. But 
this option is still here on the table. Ready? Oh, there's one more thing earlier. Someone's like, well, how do we turn it into cash? The most important thing that we can do, and this is like, this is where we ought to be going, is create an environment where you receive the crypto in Canada and you don't have to turn it, you don't have to exchange it for Canadian dollars because the fuel store, the gas station, the grocery store, the supply store, your employees or whatever, they all accept cryptocurrency in exchange for goods or services and we create a closed circuit loop. That's where this needs to head. That's the type of thinking we need to adopt. We just circumvent the fiat currency, manipulated bullshit altogether by creating a counter-economic institution of decentralized cryptocurrency exchange. Okay? But if you need the money, if you need the cash, here's how you do it. There's all sorts of different ways you can pay. This is Interact e-transfer. You can send it via Western Union, MoneyGram. This person will meet you in person. Here's the things to be aware. Two things. One, well, three things. What type of money transfer? Skrill is like an online payment thing. PayPal. Be careful, though. Here, and here's the things, too. Like, how much are they charging? Okay, so the Canadian dollars, 50907 How much is Bitcoin in Canadian dollars? So we'll see how much the markup is. 47902 That's actually not that much higher. Where's my calculator? 47902 divided by... So this guy is charging, this guy's charging 5907, 5907. So this guy's a 5% fee. That's not, actually not that bad for this type of thing. Interact e-transfer. So the thing to do is to determine what the markup is. This guy's obviously much higher than 5%, maybe 10%. Okay, determine what the markup is. And then here's the important piece. You want to do business with someone that has a high volume of trades. This is a reputation system much like eBay. So as you can see, this person has done 1,800 trades. They've done $2.1 million. You can bet the authorities want to find out who this guy is. And they have a 99% good feedback rating. This person's done 14, 100% good feedback. They've only done 20,000 in volume, but that's okay. Right? And so you click on one of these, like, let's check this guy. He's got a great deal. He's done a lot of business. Let's see if he has a minimum. He usually replies within three minutes. That's impressive. They give you instructions. Oh, this guy has ID verification if it's the first one. So you probably want to skip that guy. Let's check this guy out. 100% good feedback for new users with less than five exchanges. First contact my telegram to discuss terms and agreement, right? So they have different, and then they'll tell you what to do. But chances are, now I'm not going to guarantee this because I don't have control over this, but chances are if they have thousands of trades and they have 99% good feedback, these are good actors. They're good actors that are doing good things. Now, some 93% feedback, 140 trades, I would avoid that one. 35 trades, I don't want to be this first guy's thing. But at the end of the day, you start with a small trade. You do $100, 100 Canadian dollars, 200 Canadian dollars, and then you start to build a relationship, and then they become your go-to guy. Now, that's Bitcoin, Dash, Ethereum. Also, we have localmonero.co, localmonero.co. This is the exact same thing, very similar. However, you purchase Monero, so it's private from the get-go. And this is a good path to purchase Pirate Chain. You purchase Monero using this platform. You send the Monero to an exchange like KuCoin, KuCoin.com. They don't require Know Your Customer stuff unless you're withdrawing more than two Bitcoin worth, which is a lot of money a day. Uh, and then you exchange that for Pirate Chain. Then you deposit the Pirate Chain in your wallet, right? 
But here we have the exact same thing. So you want to buy Monero, you want to sell Monero. I forgot to mention. So let's say you had Bitcoin to sell. You just click sell here and you're the one that puts a listing. Okay. Let's say you want to buy Monero or sell Monero. Same thing. You're the one that puts a listing. Now you got to start small somewhere, right? But if, it, you know, if you have Monero, chances are you could sell to someone in your network. Because there's a lot of people on this call. We're being heard right now by 352 people on Odyssey. Super excited. More people are watching on Odyssey. And 257 on YouTube and Facebook, mostly on YouTube. 253 on my YouTube channel. Wow, this is great. And I'm super excited that you're joining us. And I'm very, very, it feels really good to me and fulfilling uh, that a lot of people really care about this topic because it's really important. I can't underscore the importance of this technology in these trying times. It was important years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, I saw the importance of it. But now what we're seeing in Canada, it's like, it's no longer this far off thing, man. I've been doing the conspiracy thing for almost 20 years. Started in 2002. I caught a documentary about 9-11 Truth by Alex Jones on cable access here in Austin. Not a huge fan of Alex these days, but he's done some good stuff with the COVID stuff, but he kind of went a little right wing for me. Um, I'm an anarchist through and through. I don't, I don't support nation states. I don't have a reverence for constitutions. I think that it's all bullshit. And I think that we ought to self-govern and form decentralized networks with one another. Uh, but it was always this far off thing. Like they're building a new world order. They have goals to create this surveillance society where we're all tracked and traced. It's going to happen in the future. We got to stop it. And now it's like COVID happened. It's like, whoa, here it is right in our faces. So all this stuff that a bunch of us have been talking about, about decentralization and building alternatives and opting out and cryptocurrency, 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 it's more important now than ever, right? So I hope you guys take this seriously. Now, let me just break this down one more time. Local Monero works about the same way. And then I'm gonna take your questions. They're gonna wrap up. I've already gone over time, but I appreciate, I appreciate you guys joining me here. Um, so this is localmonero.co, works much the same. You look at the number of trades, this guy. Oh, so this is kind of tied with the local Bitcoin service, but this guy's done 1,942 trades on this platform. He has 99% rating, cash by mail, be careful if you're doing this, right? Oh, let's see. United States. Let's see if they have Canada on here. Look at all these countries you can do business in. Wow. This is global, man. All right. So we're going to search Canada, Canadian dollars. We're going to buy Monero. This is Monero, different coin. You can use Coinomi for your Monero wallet. Okay. There we go. So this guy's got 5,600 trades, 100% rating. Uh, Cryptocurrency, these are cryptocurrency trades. This guy will do PayPal, Western Union, a lot of trades, good rating. That's basically it, Revolut. It's pretty self-explanatory. There's a, okay, so here's some, so both of these services have their own wallet built in, okay? These are non-custodial wallets, I should say. So that's cool. So, but I wouldn't hold it in this wallet. I think there's a little more room for error. Um, I don't think you can access the private key, actually. Maybe the company doesn't have the private key, but... You're going to buy your cryptocurrency through these platforms, and then you're going to take the cryptocurrency and you're going to send it to the Coinomi wallet or an Exodus wallet or another non-custodial true wallet, not an exchange wallet, even if it's non-custodial, what they say so, but a true decentralized non-custodial wallet like Coinomi. Okay. Now, I'm going to recap real quick everything that I've shared today. I think I hit all the bases I want to cover. Then I'm going to go to your rapid fire questions. Go ahead and start asking your questions in all caps. Ask questions in all caps and I'll answer them real quickly, okay? So today we talked about what's taking place in Canada, 
we talked about a growing technocratic dictatorship that's being implemented in large part through the World Economic Forum's Great Reset. And of course, we know that the Canadian government has been subverted. Most Western democracies have been subverted by the World Economic Forum and other shadowy institutions. World Economic Forum is loud and proud out in public, but you got the Council on Foreign Relations, Bilderbergs, all these people are going for the same goals, totalitarian dictatorship on a global scale with surveillance society, Panopticon, along with it, global identity, digital identity, vaccine passport, social credit score, you name it. We see this coming full force in Canada. People are standing up, Canadian patriots, freedom fighters, liberty people. And now the Canadian government instituted the Emergencies Act, Justin Trudeau, and they are preventing people from accessing their money. They're shutting down people's centralized bank accounts and they're trying to freeze crypto assets. But in most cases, actually in many cases, people were using it in custodied wallets where they don't have the private key and it can be frozen. Somebody can be coerced. But in many cases, it was in a self-custodied, non-custodial wallet where only you have access to the private key. Therefore, no one can take it from you. They can try to coerce you and threaten you, but ultimately you as a sovereign human being at least get to make the choice of whether or not you're going to face the consequences or you're going to comply. That's a beautiful thing that we haven't had in the past, man. It's really good stuff. Before it's like, I got this physical wealth. It's my gold bar. I'm going to hold it. I'm going to hide it from you or bury it in the back, but it can be found and it can be taken. Now it's like, I memorized my private key and my encryption password and you're not going to do a damn thing about it. So suck it. Sorry, sorry. I try to try to be nice and professional and mature. So pardon that last comment. Um, just getting a little excited here. Um, then we talked about how to set up a non-custodial self-custodied wallet like coinomi.com. Coinomi.com Exodus Trust Wallet is also non-custodial. I see someone asking. Okay, so we set up the non-custodial wallet. The big things are write down your private seed phrase, the 24, 12, 18, or 24 words. Write it on a piece of paper, legibly, clearly, in pen, put it in a plastic bag, store it somewhere safe, ideally a fireproof, waterproof safe. Right? Put the encryption password in, write down the encryption password. Don't let anybody get access to that. Right? If you lose your wallet, if your computer gets destroyed, if you lose your phone, you can download the wallet again, input that seed phrase, and voila, you have access to all your cryptocurrency. I break that down step-by-step, step, holding your hand in both of the courses that I have as part of my crypto crash course, which you can get at livefree.academy. If someone will drop that there, livefree.academy, uh, and then you just click on crypto crash course, livefree.academy, and click crash course, and you'll be able to take advantage of that super, super good deal that I got for you on that one. And it's not going to be up very long because I, I usually charge 200 bucks for each of these courses. could easily charge way more than that, but I'm giving you those two courses plus several bonuses just for 197 Okay, and then we talked about why Bitcoin is not a privacy coin. The blockchain is transparent, but there's things you can do like using a coin mixer. Right? Can we have a seminar on legacy issues, how to bequeath? Yeah, I can break some of that stuff down, but not on this talk. Um, we talk about Monero and Pirate Chain. Bitcoin blockchain is transparent. The transactions can be traced, tracked, surveilled. You can use a coin mixer like Samurai Wallet to mix up the transactions with other people's that obscures the transaction history. That's good. Or you can use a cryptocurrency like Monero and Pirate Chain where they're private all the time. The entire blockchain is a secret blockchain. These are really important tools that we need to learn to use. We need to start using now. Finally, I talked about localcryptos.com and localmonero.co. 
two peer-to-peer exchange platforms that enable you, the user, to purchase cryptocurrency or sell cryptocurrency privately without the need for any ID, completely secret, no one's going to get in the way. Now, I will say that these cryptocurrency exchanges, the peer-to-peer, the peer-to-peer ones, local cryptos and local Monero, there's like a company, there's a group behind them. So it's possible that the government could be like, you got to turn those off, we're going to put you in a cage. It's not illegal to host these platforms, I should say. There's another one called BISC, B-I-S-Q, BISC, B-I-S-Q. That one is decentralized. There's nobody that runs it, so it can't be shut down, although it's quite a bit more complicated, I should say. Okay. All right. Let me hit you on these questions real quick, and then we're going to wrap up because we've gone quite a bit over time. Again, if you appreciate what I'm having to say here, then I strongly encourage you to check out the Build Wealth Opt-Out webinar. It's four hours of me ranting and raving with a nice clean presentation and take a lot of questions. We go for four hours, totally free, buildwealthoptout.com. Rebecca, Red Flyer Media, will you post that in the chat there on Odyssey, buildwealthoptout.com. Totally free four-hour webinar, or you could take advantage of this awesome offer, the Crypto Crash Course, Cryptocurrency for Beginners, Demystifying Crypto, uh, two-hour session I did with Lutz. He's with Pirate Chain. He breaks it all down on how to purchase it privately, how to send it privately, why privacy is important, how to skirt them in. And then if you're concerned about it, I did do a session with the Bitcoin CPA. This guy named Kirk Phillips. He's a CPA. So if you want to do things above board, he teaches us how to keep more of our money from the tax man legally. And then there's a lot of material about total privacy, total secrecy, skirt the man, F the man, let's go. Okay. All right. Let me see if I can get some of these questions. How do you convert crypto to cash on a peer-to-peer undetectable? You can use a VPN. I should have added that. If you're purchasing crypto, you want to be super duper private, you use a VPN. I like ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN. Ramiro Romani, who's one of my associates, you're going to get one of his segments as part of this here, guys. You're going to get Ramiro Romani's session that I did with him for two hours, Privacy Practice and Mindset. He breaks down the importance of VPNs. He likes Molvad VPN. Molvad VPN. Molvad, you can use Bitcoin to pay for the VPN and you don't have to put any identifiable information whatsoever. So that's Molvad VPN. We also have a session on decentralized finance, the demystifying crypto course, 17 hours. A whole section on that is all about privacy. Crypto for beginners, if you're brand new, you want to get started, I break it down really simple terms. Here's the Bitcoin CPA, it's a bonus, but I know you guys are more important, more looking at this session with loots of pirate chain, how to anonymously buy R step by step. R is pirate chain uh, without the government spying on you. It's, it's all good stuff there. Okay. But to answer your question, uh, you use one of these peer-to-peer exchanges and you use a VPN and you use a fake email or a brand new email address. There's really nothing that they could do. Yes, Trust Wallet is KYC. Best crypto bank recommendation. Any DeFi bank options? I get into DeFi. We have a whole session with Matt McKibben. I also talk about it in the Build Wealth Opt-Out webinar. I personally use decentralized finance to pay for my house to get painted, to pay for the down payment on our solar system, and to pay for our new car, down payment on our new car. You take your cryptocurrency, you supply it as collateral in a decentralized, decentralized finance smart contract. You can borrow against it. When you borrow against it, it's not a taxable event. It's a very beautiful thing. Then you pay it back and you get access to your crypto again. I use Compound. Compound dot app compound dot app no smartphone still somehow doable you can do all this on a desktop computer you do not need a smartphone with the i with the incentive 
to crack the codes, is it likely they will solve them? You know what? I don't think that they're going to solve many times soon. And if they develop some kind of quantum computing, Satoshi Nakamoto responded to this. What if SHA-256 algorithm gets cracked? There's another thing I'll go over in the Build Wealth Opt-Out webinar. I do a whole section overcoming people's objections. This is a common one. Can it be cracked? It's highly unlikely that it can be cracked because these, this Bitcoin mining network of computers is the most sophisticated, most powerful, decentralized supercomputer in the entire world. It's light years ahead of even other supercomputers. But if it does get cracked, then the people will recognize that it's cracked. The network, the people operating nodes and wallets, this, that, and the other, and will shift to another algorithm that hasn't been cracked. It's possible, highly unlikely. Okay, I don't understand the difference between coins and tokens. A coin is a cryptocurrency that uses its own blockchain. So you have this blockchain network, public ledger, and then you send a coin along with it. So the blockchain, there's a Bitcoin blockchain network, 15,000 computers running the blockchain ledger. And then Bitcoin is the, the coin that is traded on the Bitcoin blockchain. We also have the Ethereum blockchain, and Ether is the coin traded on the Ethereum blockchain. But Ethereum makes it makes it possible for people to create their own tokens that get traded on the Ethereum blockchain as well. So to make it more clear, a coin is a cryptocurrency that uses its own native blockchain, and a token is a cryptocurrency that uses another cryptocurrency's native blockchain. More often than not, Ethereum. All right. Can we have a seminar on legacy issues? I do one-on-one -on -one consultations. If you want to reach out to me on something like that, uh, you can livefree.academy. You can book a one-on-one -on -one consultation. Can I transfer the Bitcoin I have on Cash App to Coinomi? I think you can. I think Cash App allows you to transfer out. Be careful with Venmo and PayPal. You can't transfer out of those services, so it's just locked in there. You got to sell it. You don't actually own it or have control. You should be able to transfer from Coinomi. I'm sorry, from Cash App to Coinomi. Best VPN, Express VPN, or, Vol or Molvad. Where do you need trust? Where do you read trustworthy news on crypto? I like Bitcoin.com. The guy behind Bitcoin.com is a supporter of the Greater Reset. He's a supporter of the Freedom Cells Network. He's an anarchist. His name's Roger Ver. Great guy. Uh, and there's this guy, awesome guy named Jamie Redman. They actually write stories about the Great Reset quite often. Is uh, staking safe from governments cracking down? Yeah, on a decent. A lot of this stuff is safe from governments cracking down, but the government can say it's illegal. But then it's up to you to choose whether or not you're going to obey. All right, folks. How to get the pirate, you go to Monero, localmonero.co, set up an account there, purchase Monero, take your Monero, send it to Coinomi, use Coinomi to exchange it. Oh, I'm sorry, you can't do that. Take your Monero, send it to KuCoin, set up an account on KuCoin, KuCoin.com, exchange your Monero for KuCoin. Actually, you have to go from, look at, at the beginning, at the end of the day, if you're new to crypto, it's slightly complicated. I break it down step by step with loots, but let me tell you the steps one more time. Purchase Bitcoin on localcryptos.com. This is how to do it totally privately. You want to be even more private, purchase Monero on localmonero.co. Take the Monero, send it to KuCoin. Set up an account on KuCoin, no KYC, use fake information. Take the Monero and exchange it for Bitcoin. Take the Bitcoin and exchange it for Pirate Chain. Take the Pirate Chain, send it out of KuCoin Exchange, which is centralized and, and you don't have custody. Send it out of KuCoin Exchange and deposit it in your Pirate Chain wallet. You can download it pirate.black. Okay. Can email addresses be tracked back? I mean, if it's your email address that you use for all sorts of stuff, then it can be tracked. So you can make a fresh new email and that's not tied to your identity in any way. You can use a VPN when you change it. Is it true a lot of 
natural resources used to create crypto. Uh, there's a lot of exaggeration about this. Cryptocurrency does use a lot of electricity to generate these machines, but using electricity doesn't necessarily mean something's bad, not to mention a significant number of these cryptocurrency miners are using sustainable technology, whether it's solar. Uh, there's an outfit in Texas that's setting up their cryptocurrency mining operation to natural gas operations and the off gas they're recycling in and turning it into energy. Really cool stuff. So there's this financial incentive to run these computers that verify the transactions on the network. And because that financial incentive is in place, it's then incentivizing people to be innovative in the, in the area of renewable energy. Really super groovy. Not to mention our ultimate goal is for Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies to circumvent and supplant fiat currencies. So if Bitcoin were to become the global reserve currency instead of the United States dollar, that would have a dramatic reduction in greenhouse gases and environmental impact because the U.S. dollar is a freaking oil war currency, and that's the biggest polluter of all. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you so much for tuning in. This has been a very important transmission. Once this is over, the links will be available right away on YouTube and right away on Odyssey. Odyssey is a decentralized blockchain-based video platform, much like YouTube, except it's decentralized. I've had videos, like I did this interview with Sayer G. We didn't even talk about vaccines. He's one of these disinformation dozen, blah, 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 BS nonsense that they put out. And the video got taken down. I've had videos about Kratom getting taken down. Government does not like Kratom. I don't know if this video will get taken down. We'll see but it will always be up on Odyssey. So I invite you to share that one. I invite you to subscribe to my channel here on YouTube and my channel on Odyssey, guys. I publish a lot of content. Uh, seeing how much interest in this, I'm going to publish more content. I want to invite you again, if this resonated with you, if you appreciate the way I communicate these complex topics, I invite you to participate in the Build Wealth Opt-Out webinar. I spent four hours with hundreds of people breaking down why cryptocurrency is the ultimate tool to build wealth if you already built wealth in your life, congratulations. I'm a big fan of wealth and financial independence. You need to protect that money from government theft through the inflation tax. You can use cryptocurrency to protect wealth. You can use cryptocurrency to build future wealth. You can use cryptocurrency to build intergenerational wealth, which is what I'm after. But not to mention, you can use cryptocurrency as a mechanism for opting out of the coming technocratic controls that we're all facing. That's four hours absolutely free of me ranting and raving in a nice methodical manner because I did have a presentation to back me up instead of just freestyling it with you on here. That's buildwealthoptout.com, buildwealthoptout.com. And then finally, put together this amazing offer, amazing package of the cryptocurrency courses that I've put together in the past. I strongly encourage you guys to check this out. It is the crypto, the ultimate crypto crash course. You're going to get the Cryptocurrency for Beginners workshop. That's about 15 hours. I break it down step by step. How to set up the wallet, how to purchase cryptocurrency, how to send the crypto from your exchange to your non-custodial wallet, decentralized finance, altcoins, privacy. I break down a lot of this privacy stuff. The Demystifying Crypto workshop. This is the most comprehensive workshop I've done on cryptocurrency. I get into the nitty gritty. In fact, I did this one first and people were like, oh my God, that was so much information. I'm still confused. That's why I did the demis I did the crypto for beginners workshop after that to really keep it simple for you guys. But this one is like, man, you want to understand the ins and outs and the inner workings of crypto and really what it's all about, including a history of money, a lot of stuff on privacy, and some strategies on how you could trade, earn crypto, stake crypto, take some crypto and turn it into more crypto. That's the Mystifying Crypto Workshop. Matt McKibben did a whole two-hour session on decentralized finance as part of that. Ramiro Romani did a two-hour session on privacy. Computers, Linux, 
VPNs, you name it. Finally, I threw in a bonus. This is a Meet the Expert session. It's only available for my Live Free Academy members, uh, but I added it as part of this. And he teaches us how to keep more of our money. If you're doing this above board, if you're going to be complying with IRS regulations, these are some tactics and strategies. So you have to pay the man less of your money. And then finally, if you want to get down and dirty with the freedom cause and the privacy cause, this guy at Pirate Chain, this Lutz guy is quite the character. He's from Brooklyn. We have a good time with him. Two hours. He breaks it down and we go step by step with how to purchase Pirate Chain from start to finish and have it be completely private. Like I said, this is a huge value for this stuff, $2,782. I'm just doing it for $197. It's the lowest I've offered all this stuff together because I really want to get this information out there. And I do recognize I've been in it for 10 years. I've made a lot of mistakes. I know there's a lot of ways to screw this up. So I want to put this material together for you so you can learn it. You can learn it properly. And again, right now, we have brothers and sisters in Canada that need our support. This is how we can support them continue to support them. They say it's they broke it up in Ottawa, but there's still stuff springing up in Calgary and all over Canada, right? And this isn't going away. We're going to need to support our brothers and sisters that are standing up against this technocracy. But here's the deal. Many of you are in Canada, right? If you're not in Canada or Australia or France where this has already gone hot, chances are it's only a matter of time before these same mechanisms of control are instituted against you and your banking. Chances are it's only a matter of time before central bank digital currencies roll out and they try to control every single bit of our financial life, especially if they think we're subversives or enemies of the state because we have the crazy idea that we deserve to live as free people. It's absolutely critical that you learn this technology now. So when the time comes, God forbid, probably is. That's what they want all across the globe. You already have an understanding and are comfortable with this technology. You've already purchased your first crypto. You've already sent your cryptocurrency transactions. You're purchasing from here or there. You set up networks with your friends. You're sending money across the country, across the state using this cryptocurrency. So we can maintain the same quality of life and standard of living. And it doesn't all of a sudden have to be we hit a wall and we're like, oh my God, they shut my bank account down. How am I going to live? Maybe I should comply. I don't want that for you guys. I want you to be able to say, I already got my network in place. Me and my crew are growing our own food. We pulled our kids out of government school long ago. We never set foot in their hospitals unless it's an absolute emergency. And even then we're building our own alternative healthcare system. And you know what? We have our own financial counter-economic institutions built and developed. We don't need your banks. We don't need you for anything. So leave us alone. <laughs> yes, if you purchase the, the crypto workshop, you get access to all those materials. You can consume them and learn them on your own time. You can go back and revisit them. There is no limit on your access to the online courses. There's no limit. It's not a 30-day thing. It's not a 90-day thing. Check it out. Roll back with it. Keep on rocking it. All right, guys. I'm going to go ahead and sign up. I really appreciate you guys for joining us. I'm blown away by the number of people that have tuned in uh, to this transmission. It's absolutely important, critical times. If you appreciate what I have to say, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Subscribe to my channel on Odyssey. Check out LiveFree.Academy. Join up, sign up for that Build Wealth opt-out webinar. You'll be added to my newsletter. We can stay in touch. I can teach you about the other stuff we got going on. We're doing this big land summit, teaching people how to move out of the city, buy land in the country. That's going to be May 13th through the 15th. I'll stay in touch with you guys about that. Peace and freedom, guys. We got this. We can turn this ship around. We can create a better world 
than we ever thought possible. It's up to each and every one of us to take action and manifest the world that's in alignment with our true inherent nature, free, beautiful, powerful human beings. Peace and freedom. I'm out.